No. Hello, welcome back to Be Meaner, Meaner Than, than it. it. Ah, we almost had it that time. Well, we'll get it one day. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get it soon. With me, Max and Jake. I'm doing Chuck Wolink right now. Good evening, Jake. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> I think he said that the last time too. Yeah, I think I did. He just gets really close to the mic and he's like, I'm a Navy SEAL. I have done so many things. Good. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever listened to him? I actually really like Jocko Willink. When I was in Ramadi, <laughs> I killed so many people and I'm Dude. awesome at leadership stuff. <laughs> Maybe we should move on. <laughs> Listen. To me, <laughs> you gotta stop. <laughs> that totally threw me off. <laughs> All right. Good evening, Jake. Listen to me. Today, we will be talking about. Okay, I can't do it for much longer. We'll be talking about the Rangers, the aftermath of Ranger Alamo. So uh, we get pretty descriptive on, uh, or pretty descriptive take on, oh, let's fix my mic here real quick, on, uh, somebody, on, uh, sorry, I got super distracted for a second. The way that, Al- Ranger Alamo smells and I don't know uh, diarrhea and bag of death. It's pretty distinct. You're looking at me, Jake, like you don't know what I'm talking about. How long, how long have you had that thing? This mic? That? Yeah. No, I've had this for a while. Really? I take, I take it very seriously. Am I just now looking at your face? I have to hold it this close to sound like Jocko. Wait, have you have you held it ever before? Yeah, or I bought it. it yeah, I bought it to I bought it to do the podcast stuff. Oh, huh. Because I'm about right, this then. life. You understand? Okay. I okay. So diary and death. Yeah, and uh, I I could I could smell it as it was being described. Yeah. I don't know about you, Jake, but it was like I I felt like I was there. I could smell the death. So what I smelled when it was getting described, I know it's kind of weird, but oh, after God. burn pit goes out, like for those of you who aren't familiar with burn pits uh, in Afghanistan. Mm. I'm not. I was in the air wing. So, yeah. What even so, is that? In Afghanistan, you don't have toilets. You have these like makeshift porta potties with a hole, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. tracking. When you, take a number, when you take a number two in the hole, it goes in this big oil drum, right? And then yeah. a couple of later, somebody pulls it out, mixes whatever's in there with gas, catches it on fire, and then stirs it, <laughs> and then dumps it out. I actually, I actually did know what that was. Um, yeah, I, but yeah, I can only imagine. Did you ever have to do that? Did you have to pull that duty? Uh, 
No, most of our people who got in trouble had to pull that duty. Ah. And then after they got off the trouble, we hired the locals to do that. The locals? Yeah. You imagine being that guy just praying that one of the troops messes up so that you don't have to do it? We paid him good money, though. I'm sure you did, Jake. Like, eh, I don't remember what the equivalent was. I think it was, <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. For one of our dollars, it was like, I don't know, $50 million, whatever they have over there. I think they still deal with Pokemon cards. I don't remember. Eh. Yeah. So anyways, when the burn pit goes out, it has this wretched kind of like stale, like an old lizard that caught on fire type of smell. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I know what it smells like, but it's just, it just lingers in your nostrils. It's like ghost that haunts your, your entire face and it just burns. It's like piercing. Yeah, because you know something just died. Mm -hmm. It's like nature's way of telling you to get away from there. I think the first time. Anyways, that's what it reminded me of. I was going to say, I I remember the first time I smelled the smell of death. And it was when I had a Subaru uh, Forester. And I opened up the (laughs) hood of the engine because it was the serpentine belt was acting weird. And it smelled so bad. And what had happened was some... some (laughs) some unfortunate rat crawled into the belt assembly. And when I <laughs> cranked the engine, it just got slaughtered and just ripped to pieces. And uh, my engine smelled like that forever. That's good. And then I sold it. And I, I did that. You would have a super forwarder nerd. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I rocked that thing, dude. I, I could see you in one of those. All wheel drive, baby. I'll take it. You know what? I don't even care, bro. But now I have a minivan. Combat minivan. Combat. Rapid, minivan. rapid child insertion. <laughs> deployment, deployment. Maybe you should explain that more. Ramadi. So people, oh. so people think you're going around and grabbing kids and throwing them in your minivan. That's bad right just just for clarification max is not going around and grab kids and like rapidly insert them into his minivan <laughs> my kids i'll just throw them in there good luck i don't know where hey. we're ending up maybe school hey. maybe a field i don't know no i'm just kidding free pokemon inside i love uh- <laughs> Hey, hey, Lieutenant. So, yeah, we're recording this thing and it got kind of out of hand. (laughs) I promise you, we are not abducted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll sign this real quick. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) My bad. Just want to say I'm sorry for anything I said or did not say. Maybe we should cut that part out. Nah, I'd be all right. We're rolling right. with it, dude. Hey, just, HR. Hey, we're just gonna if, if we get called in the HR's office, dude, we're just gonna we're gonna fight all of them. But the one guy who's a black belt, he can't be there, dude. Okay. So here's the thing. If we get called in, 
we have to sew ourselves together. So we have to talk at the same time. We'll yes, just say I like that. Playing. Good. All right, come on, dude. We got we got to focus. I know. I can't. Uh, you know what? You know what the good. problem is. You know what the problem is. But oh. also not a problem. I just drank a bunch of coffee. That's and good. And I'm gonna drink some more right now. Hold on. Stand by. Impressive. Mm. Let's go. Let's go get some. Okay. So the smell. We haven't even gotten past like the first section. The smell. Yeah. Ranger Alamo is noted, duly noted. It smells freaking disgusting. I even hated reading the word diarrhea. Not hate, like I was mad that it was in there, but like it, like reading it disturbed. It like brought out a gross, it was immersive. Maybe yeah, is what I'm trying to think, say. You kind of think too, like I know human bodies, a lot of them defecate uh, right before yes. past. I wonder if orcs do the same thing because if they do, that's a lot of orc shit everywhere. <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh, dude, and the ogres, when he was describing the ogres oh. and all their like gigantic uh, cysts like popping in the sun Bye. and all the flies everywhere. Oh. Is he's pooping a river? I don't know. That's a later discussion. Okay. So. Uh. Um, the aftermath some yeah. rangers are just like it's like Tuesday for them and they're just opening their MREs and just chowing down mm-hmm. and, talk, and talkers like these guys are so weird like do they even realize kind of like what just happened are they all trying to like out hardcore one another by still eating even though there's like rotting corpses like 10 meters away from them yeah gross you know what i would still eat though who am i kidding i would i can't stop i can't stop eating dude no you eventually have to eat you're going to either eat in front of dead orcs now or dead orcs later just get used to it yeah let's go trade trade the skittles up i also love how i think he really captured like the the military in a really accurate way like Pretty soon it was time to like dispose of bodies and they made a game out of tossing them off of the hill to see how far they would roll. And pretty yeah. soon there were like two man teams and they were betting on it. And he's like, cause what else are you going to do? And, Make a competition out of throwing dead bodies. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I just thought that was a really <laughs> such an accurate portrayal of military life. You just really, you really do make do with what you got out there. Very true. Like, you'll find a way to have fun. Like, there's even early deployment videos on YouTube, and they're just, like, like rolling big tires around and laughing about it. <laughs> so, like, you just find out. You just find a way. I, I have some stories, but I might have to tell you later. Ah, that's what this is for. I, I, don't, I don't know about okay. it. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. That's okay. <laughs> We'll we'll do it. I think I, I think I might have told you. But I'll I'll bring it up later. I think you got put in a big tire. I don't know, something like that. No. I was wrong. No, you know what? I could say it. It's not a big uh-huh. deal. Yeah. So we get yes. our uh, yes. our yes. gunners for the Humvees, right? So they would have this harness that would strap down the Humvee in case an IED hit the Humvee, the, the gunner would uh, launch out of the Humvee, right? Uh-huh. So before a mission, we would get we'd get our gunners and we'd hook them to the back of each other. <laughs> and then we'd create this humongous circle 
and then we make them pull each other. Oh my gosh. It was pretty intense, dude. It was a workout. It was bad because you're going against another dude trying to drag him across the circle. Mm-hmm. It was hard. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. Ooh. Like if there were no other good times to be had. I don't know. <laughs> so there's so there's not there's not really a whole lot of destruction here, but some cool stuff happens. There's okay. we meet Autumn, right? She comes trotting along the riverbed. Yeah, so that's kind of a big deal um, because Autumn just does turn into a, I want to say a, a main character, but like a, a, an important character. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's important. Yeah. Like she dies and your quest is like failed, game over. Yeah, but if like, yeah, it's like a support character. If they die, your main character can't continue, so therefore you're dead, that type yeah. of thing. Yeah. So that yeah, was that was good. So they. Um, oh, go okay. ahead. No, you, you can. Uh, something about the snipers. I forgot. Yeah, it's it's you. You, you should go. You should go. Oh no! Wait. No, go ahead. I was just gonna go. I was gonna continue from chapter twenty-six, talking about autumn, and then go. moving on. From there. So it's kind of important to at this part the rangers have come across nothing but monsters really right so they're hitting these orcs they're hitting these other hideous beasts things that they've only seen or read about in mythology they've come across vampires yeah and they're like this place is nothing but pure evil mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden this woman who they could tell from the outline of her figure comes up on horseback and just seems the complete opposite of that especially to talker yeah and then lo and behold who's going to be the person to speaks to her talker because nobody else can can communicate in all these different languages so talker goes up and of course is blown away by her beauty and he's she just uh he describes her as having silver eyes and like pitch black hair even to blue and then these pointy pointy ears but everything he talks about he says that's sexy or attractive yeah. Or, or whatever. And yeah, he just, sexy elf chick. Yeah, he falls, and I think Talker even says that he either falls, he falls in love and has lust. Yeah. Like, within the first 20 seconds. I really like how he's like, he's like figuring out the language to speak with her, but then he also turns his head up towards Sniper Hill yeah. and sees them aiming down because they're like trying to watch, <laughs> and he smiles at them, and he's like, they know that I know that they know she's hot. Yeah. And a really cool thing I like about this scene too is that so Talker's down there, he's with his boy Tanner, and then I believe it's uh Sergeant Major and the captain. And they're down there and they're all talking, they're like, Okay, let's see the other person, let's see what we want. And all of a sudden Deep State shows up. Yes. And I hate Deep State. He is a horrible human being. And if you've listened to Galaxy's Edge or read it, uh, he's a point. He's a freaking yeah. point. A hundred percent. So he starts going all cray cray. That's a technical term, cray cray. He's not. I mean, we've been we've we know these people 
And yeah. anybody who has any military experience or like law enforcement or any type of like critical incident type job, we have we work with these people that are so insecure that they need to be the one in charge or like have the power or like however it manifests. We know we all know a guy like this and we hate them. It's so, so funny because he goes up there, deep state shows up like basically stating, I'm the one in charge. If you have to go to a group and say, I'm the one in charge, you have to listen to me because I'm the one in charge. You've already failed. And, right? and also you ain't in charge, homie. No, you ain't in charge. No freaking way. <laughs> oh, so everybody kind of looks at him. I think even uh, last of autumn at this point, without even understanding what he's saying, she's probably picking up his body signals and like, this guy's insane. Yeah. So, and I love the way that talker is able to, uh, is able to give his translation of what deep state says. So deep state goes into this whole stupid, you have to tell her this, you have to bring her to her elders. You have to say I'm in charge. And he keeps speaking over at Sergeant major and the captain. Mm -hmm. And then kind of like, they give him this look like, you know what to do. And he's yeah. like, all right, copy. So yeah, then they totally uh, trust him. And, you know, it was totally yeah. within them to be like, hey, no, you know what? We're going to stop this whole thing right now. They oh, yeah. I, they like put a lot of trust in Talker to be like, no, nah, he's got this. He's yeah. he knows the right thing to do. And I, I love Talker's translation about it, too. He's like, <laughs> this is our local crazy man. And he is looking for his magical goat. If you've seen his magical goat, can you please tell him? Take and pity then, on him. We yeah, do. Him. And then I'm not sure if Autumn believed him at the point if Deep State was uh, somebody crazy or if Talker um, projected that in her mind. Mm, nice. If yeah. you're somebody, if I just met you, and then I have somebody to the left rambling and I go to you and be like, Hey, this, the guy, this, uh, this guy's crazy. And you don't know me at all. It would, I would have to do more investigation to actually determine if this guy's crazy or not. Yeah. But all of a sudden autumn, just like, I trust you. And I believe this guy's crazy. Mm -hmm. Is that really talker, uh, projecting psionics? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't really have much going for him when he comes up and just starts like, First of all, he was acting all crazy and he like gripped yeah. Talker and was like, you better be translating everything verbatim because oh, yeah. I'll find out. And he's like, no, you won't, bro. Yeah. Like, shut up. Yeah. Get out of here. Um, like but uh, oh, we'll get to that later, I guess. But um, so, yeah, village idiot. She bows down like Talker. <laughs> yeah. Talker like bowed down to him and was doing all this stuff. And and she and she like caught on also like, oh, we got to treat this guy like he needs some help. <laughs> she yeah. bows to him also. And he's like, wait, I really liked that. Wait, but tell her to stop doing that. Yeah. He's just so like I, I could hear this dude's like I can I know this guy uh -huh. like pretending like he doesn't like it. He really does. He swells up with pride at talker translating for him and her like acknowledging him and you're like i i can't i can't deal with this guy being in the book much longer 
I yeah. want to be in the book and I'll shoot him myself. If you can't do it, talk, I'll do it right now. Right. Oh, an important thing I almost forgot to talk about. Oh, good. So I'd have to go through it real quick, but we don't have time for that. I believe this is one of um, the first instances where we realize that languages are starting to mix. So Ooh, nice. We, we have Korean and then I think we have High Deutsch. And so they yeah, start like Grayspock. Yeah, Grayspock. And then Korean is actually Shadowkant. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like their sacred language. Yeah. 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 And then so Talker's like, wait a minute. She has multiple things going on right now. So he has to learn how to go back and forth and what she's saying. And yeah, Shadowkant is their the elf sacred language set amongst the most like highest of tables or like before a uh, very prestigious hunt or something like that yeah i was intrigued by the hunt thing i wanted to know more yeah. about that yeah they often um run after midgets <laughs> i don't think i can go a day without working for you that you don't bring up midgets at some point oh i'm sorry but yeah <laughs> it's not a negative <laughs> i'm just saying they're not, i love it they're not- they're not killing them or anything. They just like, I should stop. But anyway, <laughs> I really looking to get promoted eventually. I need. To- oh my gosh. This is all, you know what? I don't even care. Um, oh, I think what, what? Continue. I didn't tell you there was midget wrestling where near where I live. <laughs> uh, I, I think you need to give us more details to that, please. Well, I, I it was midget wrestling. There's midget wrestling. Like, is there a bracket? Is there, are there like teams? Do they sign up? Can we sign know. up? I don't know. Like if it's a two person team, do they have to four, have like four midgets? I don't know. Like, and these I are the get... details. These are the details that myself and everyone else needs for this. Okay. Real quick. Uh, okay. Um, on their way down to meet with uh, um, Autumn, last of Autumn, yep. they come across like a bunch of dead orcs and spent brass. And oh, yeah. Tanner's talking about like, oh, if they set the set up the ambush right, there should be more brass over here. And like, sure enough, mm-hmm. like they're 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 kind of like walking past everything that happened the previous night, and it was executed with like such precision. Yeah, and talkers noticing that. Um, uh, but one awesome thing to note is that uh, Sergeant Jasper was the one who gets uh, bitten in half um, that night prior. And two other rangers jump on top of this giant uh, troll thing and just go start going to town with tomahawks. And they roll off the side of the hill and Tucker had been like, oh, they probably died. Yep. Uh, but that's not what happened. One of the Rangers was able to E and E and get back, but Sergeant, what did Sergeant Kang do? Sergeant Kang stayed down there in the woods and just wreaked havoc on the orc line, just pulling orcs into the trees and slitting throats. He rangered so hard, uh, and and kind of came back and was super quiet had been through like probably a pretty long night of thinking he was going to die each minute, but going to take as many people, as many orcs as he could with him. 
and yeah. uh, made it back to the Rangers and was like not talking at all. And uh, Sergeant Major said, uh, hey, stop. You got to not be so good or you'll make us all look bad. And there was kind of this like, I think that probably snapped him out of it when the highest ranking NCO there said pretty much you did good. Yeah. And he kind of stopped and nodded to himself and then kept going through his MRE. Yep. I just, I thought that was well done. You're like this crazy killing machine dude, probably like just born for destruction. <laughs> oh man. I just, I yeah. thought Sergeant Kang, I, I, I actually didn't remember that until we, until I reread it and was like, Whoa, Sergeant Kang's a freaking beast. That's right. And then you're like, Oh, they did talk about Sergeant Kane in the, in the earlier book. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So anyway, Back to Deep State Volman. Yeah. Hey, so we're bouncing around like freaking talker does. You, you know, dude, it's what we do. It's what we do, dog. People, people don't want to follow along. It is what it is. People are going to find out. Okay. You can find out today. So anyways, um, kind of mixing a couple of chapters here, but they they somewhat mix. So anyways, talker and a whole bunch of them meet them, meet uh, Last of Autumn. They talk about it or they're, they're communicating. Then Deep State shows up and then Deep State's like hey, I'm in charge. You have to listen to me. Talker starts translating that uh, Volman is the village idiot and X, Y, and Z. And he just plays along with that for a while. And then um, eventually it starts getting a little bit serious. Um, yeah. So he's going, he's going. Volman thinks he has like something with Autumn, like, oh yeah, I convinced her. Uh, even like, good, said Volman, slapping both his hands together. Like he closed the deal on someone's soul, you know? So he thinks yeah. he got thing together and they're going through it. And then Tucker learns something about the, the elves here. He calls Autumn or Last of Autumn by Autumn. Yeah. And that's like a more personal, like I know you type thing. I've known you for a, a long time type friend. And then she blushes. And then I think Talker sees his opportunity there with the blush. Yeah. But then he corrects himself. He goes, oh, last of autumn, because he realizes his mistake. So that happened. But then um, Volman has to take off. And then Talker's following him. He apologizes to Autumn. He says, I'll be back in a couple minutes. Real quick. But that was because, yeah. like, when he was when he thought he was talking to Autumn and he had this, like, victory and, like you said, like a like a used car salesman closing yeah. a deal or the devil a deal yeah. on his soul, um, he felt like he achieved safety for himself because he just went through, like, several nights of sheer terror because he's, he's not a warrior. He's no. a coward. And was like, oh, finally, a place I can feel safe. You, you're with me. Um, and so then Talker was like, this is my chance. Yeah. So he's taking off. Tanner says, hey, I'm your battle buddy. I'll go with you. Talker goes, hey, uh, I got this. You could just stay behind. Yeah. And so if your battle buddy ever says that to you, you know something's going up. Something's up. Something's up. So then on his way to follow, on Talker's way to follow Volman, 
Sergeant Major mutters, it's time, son. Yep. Talker knows what he has to do at that point. Yep. Because as was discussed in previous chapters, Sergeant Major handed him his pistol with the silencer to get rid of Deep State. Yes. Um, I thought that, oh, we only have four minutes left, so we got to do this quick. Yeah. I, I thought that the way, the way that it happened, it was so fast. I, I was like, he's, he's gone. I like, I want to have a party that Fullman got, 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 you know, but um, it leads up. He's like furiously typing on his little iPad thing to whatever or whoever, and uh, probably writing like all site kinds of incriminating things against, against uh, the Rangers and even talker who was like, in his mind still helping him like he wanted them all to burn because he was scared he wasn't in charge super insecure like this guy this guy needs to go pronto and uh i think it was pretty quick like just a one shot and then a couple follow-up shots yeah it was like one yeah it was like i think two one in center mass one above the heart and then one in the back of the head i believe yeah and uh dude so so well done i was like there's no there's no way we're we're done we got a point this early on like i i was so stoked like i i remember when i first read galaxy's edge i was like i need to stab devers in the throat right now or devers (laughs) he needs he just needs i can't i can't uh, i need to kill him and uh so that was just so refreshing and i and I already knew the book was going to be amazing. But then when that happened, it was like, dude, this is like already a fantasy book, but now it's even more of a fantasy book because that dude's dead now. Love it. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, right? Um, and I, I really thought that would not be the end of him. You know, we're in fantasy land, so why not come back as a zombie? But I think that's maybe why the there was the um Leprechaun. shot to the back of the head to oh. like really solidify to us that this fool's not coming back can i mean this is for later conversation but can vampires get, only be brought from the living or can they be brought from the dead can be such thing as a zombie vampire I, yeah 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 but usually like a shot uh, uh, like shot to the head is like you can't bring that back like zombies like the way to kill zombies is a shot to the head. And the way that you kill a vampire is like you drive a wooden stake through their heart. But I don't think that vampires, vampires, you like bite another person and they become a vampire, but they're not already dead. But a shot to the heart and it's too late. You give love a bad name. And that's it for us, folks. Thanks for joining us. We're signing off. Be meaner than it. Be meaner than it. Oh, we almost did it. Okay, Uh, folks.